0: Welcome to the Life Cycle Lady Podcast, a place to be to discover a deeper connection to your whole self. My name is Julie Hughes and I'm your host. I draw on my experience as a midwife, a mama of four, and a woman on the path of healing and connection to offer wisdom, knowledge, and guidance to help you get connected to your whole self. I draw on holistic practices to help empower women to connect and heal their bodies, hormones, and embrace life cycle changes. Hi everyone, and welcome back. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about using the, or finding the medicine in this pause. So before I begin to dive into this podcast, I just want to acknowledge the suck, kind of, of what we're all going through. I feel like it's really important to start with that, because this is going to be a little bit more of an upbeat podcast. But I I do want to acknowledge that there's those people right now that are risking their lives. There's those of us that that have no incomes coming in. There's those of us that are wondering how to get food next week. There are those of us that are working from home and homeschooling and, 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 right? There's a whole lot of suck and there's not a ranking system for the suck that exists right now. It just is. Um, And we get to honor that there is the suck and i want to know i want you to know that whatever you're going through i see you right and i feel you and so i i don't want to focus in this episode about the suck though so this episode i want to use it as finding the space to get unstuck or finding whatever medicine you can in this pause or just in pause in life in general. If you're watching this uh, podcast as a replay, maybe months from when this is recorded, when everything is back to our new normal, just uh, this podcast can be useful for just finding medicine in pause, right? So the point is for you to unlock some potentially stuck thoughts or habit patterns and to really help you move towards valuing the go, which we all do very easily as well as the flow or pause as a balance and not as this idea of self-care that is kind of popular nowadays and is a buzzword, but really it's, it's it comes down to health care. It really just comes down to health care. This is not about self-care. This is about your health care. And I'm going to cover why that actually is, like from a physiological standpoint at some point in this episode. So before I dive into the topic, I just want to ask you as the listener to really sit with what this word pause means to you. Like, I want you to think about what associations maybe with other words that you have, what feelings maybe come up to you. How do you relate to the word pause? Does the word pause bring you peace? Does it bring you anxiety? Does it bring you some sort of judgment of your feelings? Is pause something that you have to earn? Is it a like a vacation or some sort of a self-care? Or is it something that you simply allow yourself to have because you're alive? Do you think of a pause as selfish? Do you think of pause as privilege, maybe? All of these examples that I'm giving you now have come from you, the people who I talk to on a weekly basis, right? Who most of the women that I speak to on a regular basis in the work that I do tell me over and over that they have to, probably the biggest thing I hear is that women have to earn their pause. That their pause is a reward for putting in a lot of effort. And that generally looks like some sort of quote-unquote self-care activity, right? It might even just be like a night out with friends needs to be earned based on the amount of work you've put in. Not just that we get to have these pauses and definitely not that pauses are, are just a normal part of life and that they are actually part of a health care. I don't think I've ever heard a woman that I've worked with say that, which is probably seems normal because most women are coming to me because they have some sort of an imbalance in their bodies, which is often caused by a lack of pause, right? So I really want you to, you know, maybe if you can pause this recording and do some journaling around what pause or just sit and think, just stare at your ceiling and think what does like really what does pause If you can even think back to your childhood and think about did you ever see any pause? I know I definitely did not see pause. My dad came home from work late and then immediately started working around the house and was like, just always go, go, going. There was very, very little pause except for when we had some big vacations, right? That was like extended vacations seemed to be the pause. That was kind of what I grew up with. I grew up with seeing the go, go, go as very valuable And like kind of the addiction to stress as um, a thing that I wanted to be. Because I felt like my dad, and I still do, feel like my dad was really successful. And that's what I wanted to be. So that was kind of my conditioning from my own family culture. And then, of course, the greater culture. So my view of Western culture and our relationship with Paws is that I don't think this is probably a a view that many people would actually disagree with. But in Western culture, we often value the go, right? We value the do. We enjoy feelings of accomplishment and doing. And that doesn't even look like, it could even just look like a weekend. A weekend packed full of things to do makes us feel... I don't know, good in some way, in some way, or we wouldn't keep doing it, right? So we value that go. We value it economically. We value it in other people. If you're a person that says you don't work, right, like think about stay-at-home mothers, like the value that we place on that prof- profession, I would call it a profession. Um, I have been a stay-at-home mother. There is a lot of unpaid work that's going on, right? Just valuing the doing and how we value that in in terms of economics, right? What do we value and how do we value it? Just seeing what we pay even people, right? So that sort of value. Whether or not, wherever we are on this pay scale, we do value the go. We value the do. It's all about whether we'd like to or not. People compare their stress levels. People compare what they did. And it's like a thing to talk about. It's a notch on your belt, so to speak. Very little connection culturally with actually pause. So even our weekends are spent going out somewhere, doing something fun, going, going, going. There's very little weekends that are just spent home alone. And if it is, it's just like, This big thing often when I speak to people, my weekends are often spent not doing anything. Part of that is just an economic thing. Also, for those of us that are not as uh, well off, that is, or using our money in that way, your weekends can look a lot different than those that have the economic means to go, 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 right on the weekends, um, but culturally there's very little value in that pause there's I mean look at even in, in the American system when someone has a baby right the most natural pause that life can give us culturally a woman needs to go back to work at least within six weeks if that right my first job when I had my first baby I didn't even get two weeks paid off time off And so there is this this big, lack of connection with this pause, there's a lack of value with the pause, which means that we now have to go, go, go and earn a pause. And it often looks like a vacation, right? Or we have to go, go, go all week long to earn some sort of self-care so that we don't just like fizzle out and burn out, right? And so if you think about that, and you think the third thing I would like to say about culture is that we feel out of alignment. We feel overwhelmed and we feel stressed and sick because that's the, the mo- most of the words that you hear out of people's mouth, especially the word stress and sickness, right? And overwhelmed, maybe not so much out of alignment. That's not probably a more um, mainstream word, but so many people are feeling stressed and overwhelmed and sick. And so if you look at our healthcare system, at least in the United States, it is not really health care. It's sick care. 98% of the money spent on health care is being spent on treating a diagnosed illness. Rather than on education or lifestyle or anything to prevent illness or just well care in general, 98% is being spent to treat a diagnosed illness. In fact, Almost 16% of our GDP is spent on healthcare, which again, is actually treating diagnosed illnesses. There is a lot of sick people. One of the root causes of illness is a body that is out of balance. So when our bodies get out of balance, they do so mostly because we do that go, go, go. And we never recoup. And doing that for a long enough period of time has major consequences. Probably in your 20s, right, you don't feel it as much. You don't feel the implications as much. But as you get older and older, your body starts to speak to you louder and louder. It just can't go in the same way without the recoup. The thing is, we still need the recoup in our 20s. We need it so that we have energy stored so that when we get into our 30s, 40s, and 50s, that we still have that vitality, right? So when, some of the things I hear women say, especially when I talk to them about, you know, uh, part of health is sleep, and people will say, well, I, I can sleep when I'm dead, right? Like, sleep seems like a waste of time. Like, it's a luxury to sleep. I hear that sometimes. Sleep, there is so much actually going on when you're sleeping. It's a completely regenerating period of your life. You're not just wasting your time sleeping. Sleep is incredibly necessary. It is incredibly rejuvenating. In fact, there's only certain hormones like DHEA, which is a hormone that helps balance stress and helps you deal with stress. It only gets produced between the hours of 10 and 12 at night. And so if you're not sleeping sleeping during those hours, you're not getting that. And yeah, you can go take a DHEA supplement, but it's not the same thing. There's something about your body regenerating itself, right? You can only push so hard until your body starts asking you to stop. And it starts really quietly at the beginning, right? It starts in just little aches or pains, or it'll start with a little... Um, blood sugar issues here or there, or maybe some dizziness or headaches, or maybe your digestion, it gets pretty upset. But you can only ignore your body for so long before it starts shouting, just like a little kid, right? We always use the analogy that a little kid will say, mom, 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 mom. It's the same for your body. Not that your body is a little kid, but your body is speaking to you. You just, most people in the world, first of all, are not in their bodies enough to even know. They get annoyed by the symptoms. They get annoyed by the headaches. They feel like their body is revolting against them. They feel like it's something to do with age, like this is a normal part of aging they've heard. And they get kind of grumpy with it. Your body is not revolting against you. The more you are in your body, and can actually listen to your body's cues and then respond appropriately. The less it will shout at you and the less disease you will have right and our go 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 culture that doesn't pause is forgetting that wisdom the medicine in the pause it is forgetting the value in the not doing the fact that i even have to record a podcast in the value and wisdom of a pause is is a sign of what's going on in our world right it's forgetting that we are human beings live inside of bodies that need us to take care of them. We can't control everything. We can't think everything with our minds without having our whole self having some sort of disease, right? So we think like we have to do this and we have to do that and I have to do this and I should do that and I should show up there and this part and I really have this this goal for my job and I really have, you know, I want to be this specific kind of partner, and this specific kind of mom, and, and, I have to, and that means that I have to stay up till 10 or 11 making the thing for the kids' school, or showing up for that thing, or making my life so full because I have all of these things I want to do. We can't think and do all of the things. Sometimes we need to live in our body, in our body's wisdom, and that means we need to pause. For women, we have this thing called the menstrual cycle, which is interesting that the vast majority of women hate their menstrual cycle, probably because we're not pausing very much, and so our menstrual cycles suck. It feels like we're having to push against what is a natural pause in our month, and that during this time that there's something wrong with us, that we feel more tired, and we have to push harder, which means then we get all of the symptoms that suck, Right? We have to be in our bodies, and we get to allow our bodies to have wisdom, and that doesn't make us less valuable. That makes us more embodied. And the more embodied you are, and the more accepting you are of being in a body, and being with your body, and not judging that body, the happier you will be, and the more healthy you will feel and be. We cannot always live in our minds just unconsciously going from one place to the next, picking up this kid, going to that event, doing this work thing. Just thinking, thinking, thinking without ever, like eating on the go, the stress of eating when you're not actually sitting and digesting your food, that is so stressful on your body. And when your body is going towards stress, it's not going to digest because stress will always trump any sort of digestive system, any sort of sex hormones, any of the things It will always go to stress. That is what is going to happen. And so, yes, then you will get digestive issues. Yes, you will get period issues. Yes, you will get hormonal issues. Yes, you will get... Um, all of these things, probably an autoimmune disease at some point. Because there's so much out of balance. We do not respect the pause. We try to control every damn thing. Because we have a mind and we think we should control everything. We're humans. We're not part of the natural world, right? Well, we are. We are mammals. We are so much part of the natural world. We have to tap into the medicine in the pause. It is so much more valuable than you will believe. Right now in the world, there is this virus going around and we are all, not all, many of us are forced into some sort of a new reality with more pause than normal. Right now, if we really tap into our body, probably there's a lot of fear going on. Probably there's a lot of uncomfortability going on. And so a lot of people are out there engaging in activities like numbing, right? Engaging in lots of alcohol and drugs and um, watching Netflix galore, emotional eating. I'm not judging you if you're engaging in any of those activities. I need you to hear me that I am not judging you. I get how uncomfortable things are right now. I have a whole lot of uncomfortability going on in my own life. What I know is when I disengage, when I numb, it gets bigger and harder and more uncomfortable under the surface. And so when I stop the, you know, numbing, it gets bigger. When I tune into the numbing, just like in labor when you're having a baby, when you tune into the contraction, and you actually are all along for the ride. There is something that happens and you just become part of the wave right? Same thing in life. If you turn into that fear, you realize that the fear will ebb and flow and that you are not fear. There is fear in your body and you can learn from that. You can be with it or you can even pluck it out of you and look at it and be with it, journal with it, talk to it, give it love and boundaries like you would a kid is one of the things I use. But finding your body in this pause connecting to your body in this pause will be so helpful especially when there is so much stress to whack your whole body out to tank your immune system you have got to be coming more embodied on a daily basis but right now many people not all people a lot of people are working still like my husband's actually working more now he had to get a new job out of the house working in farming and farming is hard hard work right so I'm actually doing double duty now, working and being right? So, but yet I still am finding more pause. There's no driving around to kids' activities. There's no driving to school. There's just a lot more opportunity to rearrange my day, to take my day as seven days a week, 24 hours a day, scheduling in what is valuable and important to me and figuring out how to do it all in a way that supports me and my kids and having pause, Right? The kids all have school right now. My I have a high schooler. He's got a lot of school. He hasn't done school at all today because he's not really up for it. He wanted to lay in the sun. We wanted to be with a family. And that is what we did. And he will still get all of his work done. And so finding whatever way this allows for you, finding a whole lot of extra time. It doesn't have to be between the hours of nine to five. Right? And maybe it does for you. Finding your pause in whatever way. Not turning to Netflix for a night. Seeing what happens if you just sat and stared at your ceiling for five or ten minutes. Seeing what happened if you tapped into your body and just felt what was going on. No matter how big or intense it might feel. Seeing what happened if you focused on your breath. That constant thinking, that constant doing, that no downtime, it is stressful on our brains and bodies. Eating without realizing that you're doing so, remember that one-third of your nervous system lives in your stomachs, right? So if you are super stressed and you're eating and you're driving or you're eating and you're looking at your phone and you're looking at some stressful article or you're on social media and you're just not actually in your body because you're in your head doing something else, your food isn't going to digest as well you're probably not going to chew as much, which, you know, 60% of the digestion happens in your mouth with your actual juices in your saliva. And then you're going to have more anxiety and depression because you're stressing out your stomach, right? Nervous system, stressing out the nervous system, not giving yourself the nutrition that you need. It requires a high level of recuperation, being so stressed all the time. So many of us are just stressed constantly. We're not in our bodies. We're always going, and we're not even realizing we're stressed. If you have not listened to my podcast on the completing your stress cycle, I highly recommend that podcast. Because stress is a cycle. Stress does need to be complete, or it will just constantly go. Cortisol is, you know, the adrenaline comes in. It comes in pretty quick, and it goes away pretty quick. Cortisol can go every 15 minutes, and if not, if that stress cycle isn't complete, you can just be having cortisol rushing through your body all dang day long. So when we have stress, what happens to our body? It focuses on healing that stress. It leads to low libido. It leads to low fertility. It leads to adrenal fatigue. It leads to menstrual cycle issues. It leads to not digesting. It leads to diabetes. It leads to all of these things. So one of the root causes of illness is being out of balance and not having enough pause. Not enough yin, as opposed to the yang. Not enough nourishment, as opposed to the go. Not enough pause in life. It is really, really important for people to think about. So when I work with women for women's health issues, I work with them on the three pillars of health. Diet, lifestyle, and stress reduction. It sounds so simple and some people who are suffering so much will think, really those things are so simple, that's not really going to heal my X, Y, or Z. I've had menstrual cycle major issues my whole life, it's not going to heal me just by focusing on diet, lifestyle, and stress reduction. I would say for at least 80 to 90% of the people, yes it will. It might not be immediate, especially if you're on the spectrum of health that is maybe further gone than, than not. I have my own health journey, um, and it took me definitely longer than a month, right? I'm still on my journey, but from adrenal fatigue and all of those sorts of anxiety and all those things, it's, it definitely took probably the, the better part of a year of shifting diet lifestyle and stress reduction. And more than anything, I have to tell you, the better part of that year was getting comfortable with pause. Because when I would find myself in the pause, I would feel so anxious. I would feel so invaluable. I would cry. I would, all of the things that I'd been stuffing for a very long time would come up. Right? So this is like six, seven years ago now. So I'm in a very different place. I, I do not have adrenal fatigue. I take care of myself very well. I go to bed at a really good hour. I feed myself really good food most of the time. And so it's not about completely changing your lifestyle. It's about implanting little things like pause. How can you find moments of pause all throughout your day? Not hours of this or hours of that. Just moments of pause and reset and committing to them all of throughout your day. If you experience pause as anxiety and makes you more anxious, if you feel it as more rage or all of the feelings, that would be really normal, especially if you don't have much pause. And so turning off of that Netflix, turning into an embodiment practice, would be a key first thing to do. Finding little tiny revolutions all throughout your day to just come back into your body. At the very beginning, you will see such a huge difference. You will feel such wisdom and such beginnings of healing and just like little things like, oh wow, my mental clarity is way different. Oh wow, I don't crash at three o'clock in the day anymore. Oh wow, I didn't have that like anxiety thing that I have around this time of the month or my uh, anger thing that I have in my PMS. It kind of went away. reduced at the beginning right and so i i highly encourage you i did this thing a a week or so ago called the seven ways of yin it's a free it was a free live experience now it's just up on my uh, there's a link on my website it's just seven guided ways that i gave to experience the pause it's seven different ways to make tiny revolutions there's some, some, a somatic of body practice. There's a breath work practice. Things that I teach you and empower you for you to do on your own on a daily basis. When I work with women, it's more about, you know, habit patterns, specific things. It's also habit pattern. How, how can I help you establish new habit patterns? How can I help you get out of the ones that you have that aren't working for you? And then how can we heal your health and empower you to stay healed? So, I check that out on my website, thelifecyclelady.com. It's called Seven Ways of Yin. It's going to be up released for, for another month or so just to give you that. There's also another free thing, like Seven Ways to Get in a Cycle, which talks a lot about pause. Whatever that looks like for you, you just have to find more pause. The pause is the medicine. Right now, a lot of you are forced into some form of a pause, some sort of new. And so trying to figure out how you can do different now, because you're forced into it anyways. What could this look like for you right now? What could this new way look like for you? What wasn't working before? What do you not want to go back to? And getting curious on how could you actually create something new? How can you step into this pause? And yes, again, lots of suck right now. We're not going to focus on that right now. Today, we're just going to focus on what good can we find from the pause? What good could this bring to our lives? And how can this help us have stronger immune systems, be more in balance, so that all of the colds and the illness and the flu or whatever you get on a regular basis stops happening? Because you are more balanced, And so... I think I'll leave it out there for now. If you have any comments, if you have any questions, make sure you pop them down below. Share this podcast with friends. Make sure you follow me so you can stay up to date with all the podcasts I have coming up or send me a message. All right, everyone. I'll see you next week. Bye.